0: Today's reading can be found on page 1178 of your church Bibles and is from Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 11. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God.
1: Thanks, Luella. We're going to take a journey, a journey into my phone. So have a look at some of the messages that I've sent over the years. And I thought we'd play a little activity to try and work out who I've sent these messages to. Okay. So like these are real messages on my real phone I've sent to real people. Are you ready? The first one. Um, hi. That'd be great. I can be in to let you in. What sort of time would that be? Now is that mum or is that in my phone Adam Carpetman? Okay. Hands up for mum. Hands up for Adam Carpetman. Yes, in my phone, that is. Hi, Adam, that would be great. There you go, Adam Kaufman. Number two. Let's get tricky now. (laughs) Oh, what a photo. Um, Really weird question, but could you print this and bring it along tonight? (laughs) That's in my WhatsApp messages. Uh, Now, was that to Jacob, the leader of the service? Was that to Lance, house clearance? That's in my phone again. Or or Phil Moon? (laughs) Hands up for Jacob. Okay, hands up for Lance, house clearance. One... (laughs) Me and Lance are like that. Um, Hands up Phil Moon. (laughs) That's Jacob. Um, That's me, but Jacob messaged too. Anyway, um, last one. Aw, thanks for Luigi 3. Ha, such a weird, fun game. And don't want to post it too widely on the mmm chat, but definitely the best birthday card. X, 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 X. Now, is that to Grandma? To Matt Jones? Or to my sister Sarah? Hands up for Grandma. Hands up for Matt Jones. (laughs) Hands up for little sister Sarah. Yeah, that's my little sister Sarah. Um, You you can read affection, you can read closeness in messages, can't you? In fact, in my phone, there are only three people in the entire phone book who get kisses from me on, on texts. Matt, Jacob, and no, no, um, my mum, my sister, and Lizzie, my wife. Uh, But but you can read that affection, that closeness. And as you read Philippians, you can certainly read that affection and closeness, can't you? In fact, Nancy Guthrie, she said, this is a love letter. So I've got this. It's the open heart of of an apostle who loves and cherishes this church in Philippi. Like, so really simply, we're going to see one thing today, that Paul loves this church. In fact, that's what he wants to tell them in these opening verses. So Bible's open, we're on to page 1178 again, Philippians chapter 1, verse 3. He says, I thank my God for you. Every time I remember you, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. You can feel that affection, can't you? Like he says, every time I remember you, all my prayers, all of you, always. These guys are on his mind, aren't they? He's like thinking about them a lot. And I think this gets me because, because it's been about 10 years between writing this letter and first founding that church in Philippi. 10 years, about five odd years since his last visit to Philippi, and still this church are on his mind. That's really cool, isn't it? Hey, I, I wonder... Um, I wonder if you were to leave B.H., how many of us would go with you in, in your heart? See, uh, ho- hopefully, as we look through this first bit of Philippians, it will help our affection for each other grow, and show us how to express it in different ways too. Because my word, Paul loves this church, and look how he talks about it in verse four. He says, "I always pray with joy." Like you sense this massive smile on his face. Like he's delighting to write this letter, isn't he? It's so warm and personable. But, but joy. Like like, like joy. When he's writing this, Ben told us last week that Paul is is eight hundred miles away in Rome. He's imprisoned, chained to Roman guards night and day. And Ben said last week that his future looks really bleak. So. Why is Paul saying, I'm praying with joy? Where's that joy? Joy? And in fact, it's one of the themes of of the letter of Philippians. Um, It it, it drips with affection, yes. It also pops with joy. There's like sunbeams of joy through the darkest circumstances. Because joy is beyond circumstances, isn't it? And here, here, Paul is well joyful because he loves this church. It's like as he's writing the letter, as he's thinking about the church, he's like, oh, I remember your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Oh, a bit like how lots of us will think about this guy here. Oh, thanks. Uh, That up there is Alex Forrest. Um, He's really sadly left the church and gone to work in Scotland this past week. We really miss him. But but like I've known Alex for about eight years and through the years, Alex and I, we've kind of um, been doing lots of like, like Jesus work together. Uh, we've done holiday clubs together, we've kind of um, served uh, at summer camps together, stood in the rain at Chesington together, watching our dorm gone rides. We've we've battled the hordes of Rooted on Thursday nights together. Rooted, hello. <laughs> um, you're lovely really. Uh, like, like, I mean Alex, like sharing Jesus together has got these made these really strong bonds. Like, I love that guy, and I miss him. And when I see his face, when I think about about him, like, all those memories come flooding back. Sharing Jesus has kind of grown those bonds together. That's like Paul in the Philippian church. Paul loves this church. And he's, like, writing this, going, Ah, you guys. You guys, you've been such good, good supporters of me. I mean, you read it later on in the letter in Philippians 4, verse 15. He he kind of says, um, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, so when you first became Christians, not one church shared with me in a matter of giving and receiving, except you only. Like this church have a special place in Paul's heart because they've been with him from the beginning. They've kind of been there supporting him, like like bankrolling his missionary journeys around around Asia. Absolute legends. They've kind of fused their, their lives with him. They're avid Paul supporters. And actually, the letter to Philippians is kind of a response off the back of their support to him. They sent a love gift by a guy with Paphroditus, and money to him while he's in prison, because he's got to pay for his own imprisonment, by the way. They're still supporting him, even in prison. They're with him. No wonder uh, uh, Paul says like whether i 'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you sharing god 's grace, this church are with him in the highs of like church planting and the lows of imprisonment that's special that's some serious, strong bonds right there. No wonder Paul loves this church. no wonder he's like praying with joy and it's not it 's not just like Joy and prayer in the past and present. But joy in the future too, actually. We'll see that in a second. Um, because there's something really powerful about doing the family business of sharing Jesus with people together. Like the bonds you form on holiday clubs or, or youth work or, or Cameo or Alpha or Coffee Stop. Those are some seriously strong bonds. Um when I first came to the church, the first holiday club I did brings back some really good memories. Should we test this out? This might fall flat on its face. Here we go. There's a man overboard. All the big fish. Yes. Thank you. Um, there you go. But, but like that first holiday club, um, like, I, I got to know people I didn't know before. Like we, we, we united together, working together. And those people are really close to me now. Like there's something so powerful about serving together. And hey, if you're on kind of the outside of BH, that's a great way to get on the inside, serving on this vocation Sunday. Like getting involved, there's gaps in the music, sound stuff, youth work, could do some help, children's work, like all over the place. We need people to serve, so come and serve because like the bonds you form are so, so strong. Look at Paul and his love for this church. He is so joyful because of their present and past partnership, but also their future. Verse 6, he says, being confident of this, that God who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion to the day of Christ Jesus. Basically, God finishes what he starts. Ten years ago, before writing the letter, Paul was there, and he was seeing God do amazing things. He was seeing people coming to know and love Jesus. The church was growing. And then he left. And now he's in prison. And looking at the church from afar, can't really influence them. You'd think he'd be worried and like afraid about their spiritual state. But no, he says, verse uh, verse six, he's confident. He's confident that, that God finishes what he starts. He's confident that even though he may never see them again on that uh, on this earth, he will see them again on the day of Christ, he in glory. That's his confidence. He loves this church and is so excited to see them again in glory. And isn't that brilliant that God finishes what he starts? (laughs) Like once the God train of salvation starts, you can't stop it. That's great news for us when we like kind of feel like our faith is faltering or, or crumbling or clinging on with like our fingertips. Isn't that brilliant news when we feel like our sin and our screw ups and our mess ups have pushed us too far away from God? He doesn't let go. Once he's part of that seed, you can't stop it growing. God finishes what he starts. What a comfort. So do you see Paul's joy? He loves this church. He can't wait to spend eternity with them. He loves them from like the depth of his heart, doesn't he? Well, actually, actually, he loves them from the depth of his intestines. Because <laughs> um, Have a little look at verse 8. Have a little gander with me. It says... Um, <laughs> The affection of Christ Jesus. Now, now that word affection, it can be translated bowels, guts, or intestines. So verse 8 reads, God can testify how I long for all of you with the bowels of Christ Jesus. <laughs> A bit weird, right? Because <laughs> when we talk about love, it's all about hearts. Like Valentine's Day, there's hearts everywhere, heart-shaped balloons, heart-shaped um, 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 cards and everything. But back then, to show that you love somebody, well, <laughs> you talk about your bowels or intestines. So, so, so you'd say like, I love you like really deep down here. Now, I, for one, am really glad we've moved away from the bowels and intestines. Can you imagine a Valentine's Day where you walk in supermarkets and there's like intestine-shaped boxes of chocolates? Or like you get given a large intestine uh, plush toy for Valentine's Day? Like, what? Um, or, Lizzie, I love you from the depth of my intestine. It just sounds weird, doesn't it? Um, but, oh, there's a the little intestines, by the way. Decorations. <laughs> but is it, it, Paul expressing... A real, like, proper, deep love for this church. <laughs> we'll pick up later. <laughs> a real, like, proper, deep love for the church. And I guess, again, that's a little challenge to us, isn't it? Because like, often our church relationships are kept at arm's length, aren't they? We don't show the real us. Keep people away a little bit. But Paul's, the church is so close, they're right in its heart. In his gut. Paul loves this church. But actually, look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. It's not love from Paul's bowels. Oh no. The affection, the bowels of Christ Jesus. Paul loves this church because Jesus loves this church. It's like Paul's heart and Christ's heart are beating as one for the Philippian church. Well, his intestines are beating as one for the the Philippian church. Like Paul loves this church because Jesus loves this church. And my word, does Jesus love his people, doesn't he? Oh, Ben was telling us last week about Philippians 2, the great centerpiece of the book. It's a love song, actually. Philippians 2, it's a love song. It's the greatest love song ever. And the tenderness, the the, the depth of our Lord's love for us. Who gives up absolutely everything for those he loves. Our, our, Our Lord who loves so much. He comes down from glory to the horrors of a cross. To say, I love you guys. I want you guys. Jesus who sacrifices his life on a cross. That's love. That's some seriously deep and beautiful love. That shows how much he values us and cares for us. And maybe you don't know that love yourself. Maybe you're not trusting in Jesus. Well, you're not going to find that kind of depth of love anywhere else. A love that never ends. A love that knows no bounds or limits. It's only found in Jesus. Jesus. And you can taste it yourself too by trusting and getting to know him because Jesus loves this church. So Paul loves this church. And actually, Jesus also loves this church. Um, Do we love this church from our bowels and intestines? Because it's true, isn't it? You start to love what the people close to you love, right? So like Lizzie's, um, Lizzie's dad, my father-in-law, he's a massive football fan. But when Melissa and I got married, he started to, to care uh, uh, and uh, and check up the Barnet score every single week. Because, because he knows that I love Barnet Football Club, the Barnet Bees, legends. And he now checks them every single week because he cares about what I care about. Because he loves me. Or or, or like um, 10 years ago, I had no interest at all about gardening. Couldn't care less. But after being married to a gardener for seven years, I I now genuinely am excited about the purple sprouting broccoli in our garden. It's amazing. You start to love uh, what the people close to you love, don't you? How, How close are you to Jesus? Because... The closer we are to Jesus, the more we'll love what he loves. The more we'll love who he loves. And Jesus loves this church. And like, this is the greatest tip I can give any of you guys for for growing in love for the church family here. Get closer to Jesus. The closer you are to Jesus, the more you'll love what he loves, who he loves. I mean, it's hard to ignore the people Jesus died for. It's hard to treat like trash, those Jesus treasures. But what does that love look like in practice? Well, um, uh, this is what a guy called James Montgomery Boyce said. Um, What a name, by the way. He said, it's not enough just to tolerate other Christians. You must enjoy their company. He said, this fellowship um, must be one that is constantly expanding to include other Christians who we don't know yet, but we're united too in the Lord. That's beautiful, isn't it? He's saying that like love looks like enjoying each other's company, <laughs> loving being around each other. And also, love isn't cliquey. It's like ever-expanding. Your people you love is growing and bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, and I hope that you know that love here at BH. And if you don't yet, I hope you like stick around long enough to experience that and get involved in showing that to other people too. Because that kind of love is beautiful. That kind of love is sticky love. Um, Lizzie and I, uh, over the years since working for BH, I've been approached by a few people to kind of go and join their church. I know. Other oh, job offers. But every time Lizzie and I sit down and chat about it, um, it, it, it always comes back to love. It, it always comes back to love. Because, like, the longer we stay here, the deeper you guys get in here. Well, right here. That's better. Um, like the longer we're here the harder it is to leave and that's how it should be by the way that's how it should be not not just for staff but for the whole church family like leaving a church isn't like choosing a different supermarket to go to leaving a church is like leaving a family it's love so do you love this church? Um, online you can do love matchmaker tests so yes I have done one for me and Lizzie uh, anyone keen to see the results of our love matchmaker test? <laughs> Sam is. Thank you, Sam. One person. I'll, I'll show you then, Sam. Okay, here's what we got. 93%. Oh, it's like you answer questions for how deep your love is. we got 93% D. What, what does that D mean? Anyone know? Anyone? Can anyone explain anyway, um, 93% D. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I thought I'd create, inspired by that, I thought I'd create like a church love matchmaker test to see uh, how deep our affections are for our church family. So I've got five questions for us to think about. And think about it on your own. If you were to leave BH, how many of the people here would go with you in your heart? Are you letting people here at BH know the real you or keeping them at arm's length? Are there people here at BH that you actively avoid or ignore? Have the people in this church made it into your intestines? And notice, Paul's not a typical British man in here. Right? He tells the church he loves them and is praying for them. and uh, He shows his feelings. So how often do you tell and show the people here at BH, BH that you love and care for them? Um, can I be honest? Like, I feel a massive hypocrite standing up here. Because uh, I don't love like I should all the time. And, and over the weeks preparing this, Jesus has been kind of like stabbing down at me, saying, "Stephen, this one area." See, he's been showing me that, that that I'm such a task person, like so focused on productivity that people get pushed to the side, and it may come across as blunt or like disinterested, ignoring people. And I'm sorry if you felt that for me, particularly like staff team. Like, I'm sorry if you felt that for me. Like, uh, like, me and Lizzie as well, probably. Um, but like. God's been saying, that's not good enough because Jesus loves this church. So I need to get better at loving this church. That's the one thing I'm going to work on. What's one thing that you can do to love us better? Hey, one thing we can all do is pray. Um, Because if you love someone, you pray for them. And actually, if you want to love someone, you pray for them. You know it's Paul here. Paul loves this church, uh, and verse nine uh, it explodes into this beautiful prayer. He says, uh, "This is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ Jesus, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God." What a prayer! You pray, you pray your deepest desires, don't you? And Paul's already said that he's thanking God for this church, that in his prayers, this church have a place on Paul's prayer list regularly. If you love someone, you pray for them. Care shows itself in prayer. So pray for us here at BH. And one of the ways to do that, one of the best tools I've found oh, I've got it here? Yes um, is this: the church prayer diary. Paper copy, of course, because I, I love paper. Um, but, but, but this thing is amazing. It, it goes through day by day, people to pray for in the church family and things to pray for that aren't just, to to Stephen. It's so useful. I pray for this every day. Like, get it and pray for it at the back. So useful. Pray for the church family that you love. And what to pray, well, um, Paul spells out, doesn't he? In that prayer, it's so beautiful. The heart of Paul's prayer is a prayer for the heart. It's all about love. He's praying that the Philippians' love would abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, as in they may know God's love bigger and bigger and bigger so they can know how to best love God and love people better. That's it. It's all about love. We've seen before, that like, the more you love God, the more you love who he loves. That's the heart of Paul's prayer. Paul loves this church. Jesus loves this church and this church till we love this church. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the depth of Jesus' love. Thank you that Jesus would go all the way to the cross to love us and bring us into his family. Lord, we want to grow in our love for each other. Please shape us and help us in that. Amen.